Welcome to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Krabla Africa Hali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Kansuman, Accra, Ghana. This message of faith is life-transforming, anointed to help you discover your right positioning and mission in God's kingdom. It will help you break from past negative perceptions and empower you lead an overcoming life. Now, receive Reverend Africa. sermon today is Foundation for Wisdom. In this month of January, I'll be telling us what wisdom is, the characteristics of wisdom or the features of wisdom, so that when you see it anywhere, you know, ah, this is wisdom. I'll be telling us the source of wisdom, products of wisdom. But today, let's set the foundation by looking at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing. This say wisdom is a. But wisdom is article. Very sure about it. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. Now, if you read through the Bible on Google, or look it up in your concordance, searching for wisdom, you'll find many expressions or many scriptures talking about wisdom. But this scripture, Proverbs 4 7, is so clear and definite, almost straightforwardly defining wisdom. So, to the question, what is wisdom? The scripture tells us wisdom is. Are you getting it? It's just not beating about the bush. What is wisdom? The answer is in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. It said, wisdom is. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the So this is the definition of wisdom. You won't find in the scripture as direct as Proverbs 4-7 describing or trying to define what wisdom is as this one. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is the principal thing. And then he goes on to tell us how to get wisdom. First of all, he said, get it. 
Wisdom is the principal thing. Then forget it. How do I get it? Get understanding. That's the summary of the whole thing. Wisdom. It is the principal thing. The scripture suggests that it is wisdom that makes principal. It is wisdom that enthrones principalities. You are not a principality until you operate in wisdom. You are not a principal figure. Your enterprise is not a principal thing in town, in the nation, until it is undergathered by wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Meaning that it takes wisdom to become a principal. So what is principal? Number one, some of you have principals in your outfit, in your school. That's what I mean. Number two, principal is the first, the first, the first. This year, you will be the first. Principal is the first. You want to be the first? It will require wisdom. Number three, what is principal? Principal is the chief. Chief. Chief executive. CEO. And number four, very much so, because the fourth one, I'm very much interested in it. What is principal? Principal is foundational. Foundational. Without it, without you, nothing can move. Without it, without you, Nothing can be established. Nothing can be built. Wisdom is foundational. Proverbs 3 verse 19 and 20. It says the Lord by wisdom has founded the earth. Have you seen the foundation? Founded by wisdom, the Lord has founded the earth by understanding, He has established the heavens by His knowledge. The depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. Amen. Now, look up, let me point out a few things to you. We are talking about wisdom. But wisdom is related to a number of words. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 says, wisdom is a principal thing. And we have defined principality or principal as foundational. 
that which comes first. Then in Proverbs chapter 3, 19 and 20, we are told indeed that God founded the earth by wisdom and established the heavens by understanding. And by his knowledge, the depths are broken up, etc. There's a relationship between wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. As you read the wisdom books of the Bible, you will see an interplay among these three words. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In the first text, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, we saw the two, wisdom and understanding. In the second text, Proverbs chapter 3, 19 and 20, we saw the three, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Which is which? What is their place in relation to wisdom? First of all, I'd like you to know and note it down. Wisdom is knowledge-based. Amen? Wisdom is knowledge-based. The raw material for wisdom is knowledge. If there is no knowledge, there will not be wisdom. Wisdom proceeds out of knowledge. And I'll be telling us that every knowledge that the universe requires to function is already there. It takes wisdom to find when you find it, they call you a wise person. So, wisdom is knowledge-based. And the raw material for wisdom is knowledge. Now, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 tells us that wisdom is a principal thing. Get it. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Hear this one. Understanding, therefore, is the mother of wisdom. I put this question some time ago. That if you are asked to pick one out of two, wisdom or understanding, which one would you pick? Which one would be your favorite? Almost all of you will say wisdom. Wisdom. But you see, it takes understanding to get wisdom. Wisdom is a product of understanding. That is why he says, get wisdom. But in all your getting, Voice of Possibility will be back soon. We hope you are being blessed by this message. 
for counseling or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call after this broadcast on the following hotlines 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Welcome back to Voice of Possibility. In all your getting, go for understanding. Go for the depth. Because it is understanding that produces wisdom. And what's the relationship between understanding and knowledge? The relationship is that Understanding is an extract of knowledge. So, bottom line, you want to reach wisdom? The raw material must be knowledge. Knowledge must be there. (laughs) And out of knowledge, you get understanding. And then understanding produces wisdom. That's how it goes. Understanding is also called insight. This is a foundational series for anything we shall talk about relative to wisdom this year. And so you must get it. Amen? What is understanding? Understanding is insight for foresight. Know your stuff. So, when we talk about understanding, we are simply talking about insight. The insight that produces foresight. Where foresight is wisdom. Hear me? Wisdom is the end product. Always. The word insight is two words put together. In and sight. In and sight. In sight. That is the sight that is inside a person. Thank you, Father. I'd like you to look at a certain scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 14, and I'll ask you to read it with me. Foundation for wisdom. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 14. What is there? Read it to me. The wise. look up. Did you say that? The wise man has an eye in his head. Amen. Uh, Let me tell you, I'll tell you again. Wisdom is about seeing what God is saying. It is only the wise that can see with his head. Seeing with your head is what we call insight. Insight. And once you are seen with your head, you have foresight. 
Foresight is what can be seen. Your eyes are actually in front of you. They are in front of your head. And so, something inside your head must open up for your physical eyes to see properly. In Bible, those we call wise people, eh, they see what others don't see. It's a spirit. They see what others don't see. So they are called wise people. They are always in the, in the court or the temples of kings and nobles. Daniel was one of such. In Babylon, Joseph operated the spirit of wisdom. So this year, to be called a wise person, you must make use of your head. Listen to me. If you have your, your eyes inside your head, that makes you a seer. That makes you a prophet. It is the spirit of the prophets. So you get inside out of knowledge. You get understanding out of knowledge. And that understanding makes you take the first step. Makes you lead everyone. By foresight. You have seen it before every other person. No wonder you are making gains. By the time you move on to another discovery, what you have left behind, which has become a cake, is what others are using. A person of wisdom is always setting the pace. A church of wisdom is always leading the way. It is what we do that others copy. Amen. So hear me. Although we are talking about wisdom, my emphasis is on understanding. Because it is the producer of wisdom. So what is this understanding? We must get it. And in getting understanding, I have told you, Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 14 says, you have, you have sight your head. Apart from your physical eyes, there's an extra eye. No wonder. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 that although physical eyes, physical ears, or the heart have not grasped it, God has revealed it to those who love him. Are you a lover of God? Amen. God has learned bear everything that makes for godliness and livelihood. But it takes the wise to assess them and to make use of them. But understand this, that understanding is the work of inspiration. play on these words. Inspiration, expiration, aspiration, perspiration. Amen. Aspiration is what you pursue. The vision. Aspiration. Running for something. 
Standing for something. Working for something. Aspiration. You want to aspire for something. It begins with inspiration. It begins with inspiration. Inspiration is a work of the Holy Spirit. In fact, you are either in inspiration or expiring. The day you stop aspiring, you are expiring. Amen? So you need inspiration almost all the time. Now, I said the work of understanding is inspiration. Is that not? The work of inspiration is the work of the Holy Spirit. To be inspired, the Holy Spirit must do that. We saw the first inspiration in Genesis 2-7. When God molded the vessel of clay, Adam, we are told, and God breathed. And God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The breath of life and man became a living soul. Became active. Begin to understand. Become aware of his environment. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now how does that happen? Inspiration is what gives birth to understanding. How does it happen? Job 32 8. He said, there's a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the almighty produces understanding. Three things. The spirit man, inspiration, and understanding. How do I get understanding to produce wisdom? This tells us, ladies and gentlemen, wisdom is more spiritual than philosophical. Wisdom is more spiritual than philosophical. This year, we are not going to use enticing words of man's wisdom. No. I'll be telling us pretty soon, a strong spirituality is what produces a wise person. According to Elihu, trying to find what was happening to Job. And he was a younger person, and nobody would listen to him. And then somewhere along the line, he asked everybody to stop. He said, look, wisdom is not only in the head of the aged. Me too, I do something. And this is it. I may be young, but I have a spirit. And the spirit interacts with the almighty. And when there's an interaction between my spirit and the spirit of God, I get sense. I get understanding. So listen to me. That was his case. And they listened to him. This year, you may be young, but you will produce mind-boggling things. Now, you have been charged to go and discharge. For counseling, fellowship, or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call now on the following hotlines 0249 
Beloved, you have been listening to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Afrik Ahali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. Faith comes by hearing and hearing again. We encourage you to get the full edition of this message and other series by Reverend Afrik from ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, near the Dansuman Kipit Park. We welcome you to our following services. Sunday service at 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. for the first service and 10 a.m. to 12 noon for the second service. Our Wednesday services are from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. For further information, contact us on 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Possibility, a city set on a hill. Your church in Dalsuman, where God makes every worshiper a possibility. God richly bless you. Welcome to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Africa Hali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. This message of faith is life transforming, anointed to help you discover your right positioning and mission in God's kingdom. It will help you break from past negative perceptions and empower you lead an overcoming life. Now, we see Reverend Africa. is vast but we have restricted ourselves to the foundation and so we call it foundation for wisdom and this is part two for the benefit of those who were not here last week I give you a refresher of last week amen amen test is Proverbs chapter 3 verse 19 and 20 where we are told that by wisdom, God has founded the earth. By understanding, he has established the heavens. And by his knowledge, the depths or the deep things are broken up. Even the clouds give their due. Amen. Now, he's saying the same thing. By using several words to describe what he's saying. He's talking about the creation of the universe. How God did it. He did it in wisdom. And there's an interplay of words. We see wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. They are related. Amen. And uh, in this scripture, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 20, we see the repository of wisdom. The earth has something to give you this year. <laughs> the heavens above you have something to give you this year. <laughs> the very deep will break up for you this year. And all of these are a function of wisdom. Amen. The interplay of words, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom tells us the process by which wisdom is produced. 
It begins with knowledge. There must be something there. Knowledge is the raw material. Out of knowledge, the breath of God, the Holy Spirit, breathe upon what is there and you get inspiration. Insight that produces understanding. And when your eyes open, you see what is there. Wisdom is the end product. So in a chain of relationship among the three, wisdom is the last. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7, I will call it the most classic definition of wisdom. Because it answers the question, what is wisdom? It's a wisdom is. Somebody say wisdom is. Right. What is it? The principal thing. A man of wisdom is a principality. And he says, in getting wisdom, get understanding. And so we established last week that Understanding is the mother of wisdom. Don't forget it forever. Amen. And all of this is rooted in spirituality. Because for the inspiration of God to be given, there must be an interaction. With the believer's heart and that of the Spirit of God. That's how come we got Job 32, verse 8. There's a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Wisdom, therefore, is more spiritual. Than philosophical. Today, we advance forward. Part two, we are talking about two main things the channels and the agencies of wisdom. What did I say? Channels and agencies of wisdom. Amen. A part of foundation for wisdom, today we are looking at. The means by which wisdom comes to us. I'd like you to turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 1. You get the full scope of what we are talking about. In this reading, there are about three types of wisdom that you will see. But our focus today is on godly wisdom. Say amen. Alright, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 1. He said, Paul speaking. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I didn't come with excellency of speech or of wisdom. Declaring unto you the testimony of God. So there's a kind of wisdom that prides in excellency of lofty speeches. Paul said, no, I didn't come with you. With that. For I determine not to know anything among you. Except Jesus Christ and him crucified. 
And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Then verse 4 says, My preaching among you was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. That's another type. Man's wisdom is sugar-coated. Pro, uh, uh, motivational speaking is in this domain. Where I coat my words with sugar. Trying very hard not to offend you. To give you sweet eating things. Amen. To make sense with words. Paul says, I didn't come with that. But I came in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Godly wisdom, ladies and gentlemen, is demonstration of the spirit of God and power. You see, when we mention wisdom, even godly wisdom, most people think that it is theoretical. No. James chapter 3 verse 13 says, show me your wisdom and I will show you my works. Wisdom produces works. So the wisdom of God, godly wisdom, is demonstrative. What do I mean by demonstrative? It produces proof. Tangible evidence. Quickly, verse 5 says, I demonstrate the spirit and power so that your faith will not rest in the wisdom of man, but power of the wisdom of God. However, we speak wisdom among them that are mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to nothing. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God had ordained before the foundation of the world to our glory which none of the princes of this world none of the princes of this world knew for if they had known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory now hear this but eyes have not seen nor ear heard nor entered the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Hallelujah. Let me pause here. Please look up. So this is the main test we are extracting this session from. Channels and agencies of wisdom. Now, may I say that wisdom is prophetic. There is what is called in the New Testament the priesthood of all believers. 1 Peter 2 9. For you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Every believer in Christ Jesus is a priest. Such that you don't need an intermediary to offer prayers, thanksgiving to God. 
You do it directly because you are a priest. Amen. But today I'm also here to tell you per 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10 every believer is prophetic. The prophetism of all believers. He says what God has laid in store for us that eyes, ears, and heart have not yet conceived, that's what God has revealed to us who love him. Amen? And the prophetic operates with these three channels. Voice of Possibility will be back soon. We hope you are being blessed by this message. For counseling or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call after this broadcast on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Welcome back to Voice of Possibility. And the prophetic operates with these three channels. The eyes... The ear and the heart. Amen. Those are the channels of wisdom. What is the channel? Your eyes, your ear, and your heart. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. What eyes have not seen. What ears have not heard. What heart have not conceived. That is what God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. And he will reveal them to you. Therefore, you are prophetic. So my submission is that wisdom is prophetic. Where wisdom is a hidden treasure that you excavate by means of the prophetic eyes, Prophetic ear and prophetic understanding. Say amen. It's very, very important. Bible wise men are the prophetic. Amen. The prophetic is the ability to see what others are not seeing. We call that wisdom. The ability to discover what is available for you. That is wisdom. It is the ability to see what God is saying. To have this ability to go into the realm of the spirit or the realm of the hidden treasures and take delivery of what is available. Bring them into the human realm. That's how the ordinary believer is supposed to function. Hello? Look up at me. I'm showing you how you are supposed to function. As a believer, Ephesians says that we are blessed with all heavenly blessings in Christ Jesus. And this is stored up in heavenly places. It is there. First Corinthians 2 9 also affirms it. Before you take delivery of them, you must see it in the realm of the spirit. You must hear it. A sound, and you must perceive it. Let me hear an amen. 
and the channels through which you see, you hear, and perceive are these organs. Eyes, ears, and heart. Verse 9. So that's the prophetic channels. And basically, they are spiritual channels. Elijah says, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Verse, in chapter 18, verse 41. What is that? With the spiritual ear. He heard it. That's operating as an oracle. Amen. Jeremiah says, I see an almond tree. God said, you have seen well. And having seen well, I'm going to hasten my word to perform it. And with the heart, you perceive. Apostle Paul, in, in, in Acts chapter 27, verse 10, perceive danger when we're about to travel by sea. As a prisoner, he was in chains, but the prophetic was not changed. He said, brethren, I perceive that this journey will not fare well. The captain who was taking him to Rome as a prisoner said, shut up, you, you are a prisoner. But you see, he was prophetic. A man of wisdom. Perceiving it. Exactly what he prophesied came to pass. Prophetic channels. They are the wisdom channels. And then we have the wisdom agencies. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 and 11. It says, but God has revealed them to us by what? By his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yea, even the deep things of God. For who knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him? And who knows the things of God? No man except the spirit of God. What are the agencies of godly wisdom, which is prophetic? There are two. Number one, the spirit of God and the spirit of man. The spirit of God and the spirit of man. If you are ever going to be operating in the level of the prophetic, if you are ever going to be operating in wisdom, these are the agencies. Your spirit man and the spirit of God must have an engagement. In the New Testament, we are told we are spirit persons, we live in a body, and we have a mind. Very, very important. 
First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, he says, we have the mind of Christ. But I'd like you to know that God, our God, uses your prophetic channels and your prophetic agency, your human spirit, to communicate wisdom to you. Amen. Now quickly, these spirit agents, what do they do? What is their main enterprise? In a quest for wisdom, what does Holy Spirit do? What is the primary work of your regenerated spirit? The work they do is to search. 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 They do a search. They do a search. That's what verse 10 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says. The spirit searches all things. Even the deep things of God. My dear, long before there was a computer. Long before we had search engine. God has already made spirit search engine. Amen. Your human spirit. The Holy Spirit. They are search engines. Where do they search? The device. The hardware is your heart. That's the hardware. The software is the search engine. The spirit. Can I tell you this? All of your destiny is compressed in your heart. All of your destiny, whatever you will ever be, God put it in your destiny store called your heart. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs 4, 23 says, Keep your heart. Guard it with all diligence. For out of it, are the fountains of life. The issues of life spring up. Something must be there for it to spring up. Are you getting it? Something must be there. Verse 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, God has put it in our heart. It's in your heart. What he has prepared for you is in your heart. The things which God has prepared for them that love him, the heart must conceive it. Are you seeing it? The heart must store it. So just like in a world of computer, we have all kinds of stores. You just go to the, the app store and search. And properly speaking, if you are searching any engine of the internet, you type one thing. Several thousands of answers will come. 
Amen. That is to tell us, child of God, there are more answers than questions. Now, you have been charged to go and discharge. For counseling, fellowship, all further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call now on the following hotlines. 0249-03-91-93 or 0274-81-0065. Beloved, you have been listening to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Afrik Ahali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. Faith comes by hearing and hearing again. We encourage you to get the full edition of this message and other series by Reverend Afrik from ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, near the Dansuman Kipit Park. We welcome you to our following services. Sunday service at 7.30am to 9.30am for the first service and 10am to 12 noon for the second service. Our Wednesday services are from 6.30pm to 8.30pm. For further information, contact us on 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Possibility, a city set on a hill, your church in Dalsuman, where God makes every worshiper a possibility. God richly bless you. Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Africa Hali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. This message of faith is life transforming, anointed to help you discover your right positioning and mission in God's kingdom. It will help you break from past negative perceptions and empower you lead an overcoming life. Now, we see Reverend Africa. Welcome to this service. And I like you to sit up and look up as I bring you God's word. Now, all our Sunday services are live on Facebook. Pastor Afrik's page. Amen. Right, so we continue the series on foundation for wisdom. Wisdom doesn't just appear. And so last week, we looked at how to get wisdom. And I introduced you to two agencies. The first is the channel, and the second is the agencies. In verse 1 of chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians, we are introduced to wisdom. The different types. Worldly wisdom, the wisdom of man, and then the wisdom of God. Which is what we are talking about. Godly wisdom. And then he tells us that this wisdom is hidden. Verse 7 and 8, if it had not been hidden they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. For what eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, 
nor has entered our destiny store. That's what God reveals to those who love him. Verse 9. Amen. And he said, the spirit searches all things. Not only that, even the deep things of God, the spirit is able to search. That's where we establish the spirit search engine. And I established the fact, and I keep saying over and over again, every principle, the scientists, the researchers need as a basis of their discovery is already given in God. Therefore, there is nothing new under the sun. They pick the principles of God, ride on it, and make a discovery. And so long before science or technology came with app stores, God has already created your destiny store. Which destiny store houses everything you will need from Christian birth to glorification. It is there. And that's what verse 9 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 is saying. God has already prepared them. He's not about to prepare them. It is there. It is available. And it takes wisdom. Godly wisdom. What is, what is all this about wisdom? It is the revelation of the secret things of God. And God has a habit of hiding a matter. Proverbs chapter 25. It is the habit of God to hide a thing. And it is the honor of kings to search out a matter. Amen? Can you imagine all you need for life and godly living have already been provided. Yet you can't see them. Where are they? They are in your destiny store. Your heart is there. And the discovery of them is wisdom. Amen? Verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 11. He said, no one knows what belongs to man except the spirit of man. And no one knows what belongs to God except the spirit of God. So everything about you that God has already provided, your spirit, the human spirit, which is regenerated, knows everything about Likewise, when it comes to God, the Spirit of God knows everything about God. Amen. And this too, Spirit. The Spirit of God and your Spirit, they are the search engines for your destiny store, for your breakthrough depot. 
it is hidden from you does not mean it is not available. That is why God is saying you need the eye of wisdom. You need the ear of wisdom. To be able to assess what is in the stone. Are you getting it? Last Sunday we established the work of this spirit searches. All they do is to search. Romans 8, 26, 27. So likewise the spirit, the Holy Spirit, also helps our infirmities. The word infirmity over there means weakness or limitation. So the spirit helps our inability to pray effectively. We want to pray, but we don't know how to. There are two main ways by which the New Testament believer prays. Number one, praying in the spirit. And number two, praying with your understanding. Because talking about spirit search, what is the search engine actually? What is a tool? Over here, he's talking about prayer. And then when you move to verse 27, he's, he's saying that, and he that searches. Are you following me? He that searches the heart. Have you seen the heart again? The search engine goes to the device. So there is the software and there is the hardware. Come on, say amen. <laughs> he that searches the heart knows what is the mind of God. Mind of the spirit. Spirit, capital. God. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So, properly speaking by this scripture, praying according to the will of God is spirit praying. That's where 1 Corinthians 14, 14, add 15 to it. Let me explain something. It says, if I pray, in what? In an unknown tongue. My spirit. My spirit is different from Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit is not yours. It's not your spirit. It is God's spirit. You can't own the Holy Spirit. Remember earlier in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, nobody knows what belongs to man except the spirit of man. Don't forget it. And nobody knows what belongs to God except the spirit of God. And then when we move to Romans 8, 26, 27, now he's telling us that the spirit, the Holy Spirit, helps the believer to pray. Because you want to pray, but you don't know how to. You are limited. That is an infirmity. But you see, he introduces us to another way of praying. And so, this is it. If I pray in an unknown tongue, it is my spirit that is doing the praying. But my understanding is, is what? Unfruitful. So, to balance it, verse 15 says, what is it then? 
I will pray with the spirit, ignoring the possessive adjective mind. Because he assumes that once he has mentioned it, verse 14, it's given. So pray in the spirit, it is praying with yours or my spirit. Are you getting it? So, if you want your mind to be edified, when you pray in the spirit, pray also with your understanding. But one is superior to the other. I need to stress this. One is superior to the other. The spirit is superior to the natural. And here me, we are talking about wisdom. Wisdom is taken from the mysterious and making it plain to the natural. And so we see in verse 2 of this same chapter, First Corinthians chapter 14, he's still talking about prayer. He said, for he that speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to man, but to God. And I will always ask, what do you call speaking to God? Prayer. You don't prophesy to God. You pray to God. When it comes to prophecy, you prophesy to man. So you speak this unknown tongue and no man understands. Even you yourself, you don't understand it. How be it? In the spirit. He speaks what? Mysteries. Amen. So, the great apostle Paul is telling us how to get wisdom. The channels and the spirit agencies. Amen. So, my advice. Voice of Possibility will be back soon. We hope you are being blessed by this message. For counseling or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call after this broadcast on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Welcome back to Voice of Possibility. So, my advice, pray in tongues. Don't sacrifice it for anything. It is a superior way of praying. Today, going forward, if you examine the anchor scripture all along, there's a condition there. Verse 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, the things God has prepared are for those who love him. Have you seen that? Only for those who love him. Not for those he loves. There are two different things. Yeah. The love of God towards us is different from our love for him. He didn't say that 
this exposure to the hidden things are given to the people God loves. No, he didn't say that. And the church of Jesus Christ for a long time and maybe forever thinks that if he loves me, he should give it to me. He, he already loves you. Why are you not getting it? No, no, no. This is the point. I want you to get this. If God loves me, he will make me break through. Yes. But that is not it. He is saying that if you love him, that's when you will have access to all the things that belong to you. They are two different things. So, the love of God towards us is different from our love towards him. Let me make this statement. God loves us equally. But we don't love him equally. Think about it. The love of God for us is unconditional. It doesn't need any qualification. In fact, it is his love that qualifies you. Amen? But after he has, by his love, sought for you and rescued you and saved you, you must also respond to him. There are two different things. The believer's love for God is qualified. It is conditional. Because you are human. You are a creature of choice. You choose to love him. And choose not to love him. But perpetually. God loves everyone. But what you will get from that love is based on your own love for him. That must be established. And God says that those who love him are those he reveals the treasures, the secrets. To. Do you share your secrets with everybody? No. Not at all. You share it with those who love you because you can trust them. And wisdom is a secret. God is telling us how to get it. If you love me, I will show it to you. If you love me, I will give you access to the hidden treasures. Amen. So, how then do I gauge whether I am in love there are many indicators. I give you five. Whether you are in love or not, number one, you will love the person of Jesus and the principles of Jesus. You don't just say, I, I love him, but I don't, I, don't, I don't love his principles. No, 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 no. Then you are not in love. John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Number two, if you love God, if you love Jesus, you will love God's people and the things of God. 
Our case is Peter. Peter. Good old Peter. John chapter 21. All along, everybody was assuming Peter loved Jesus. No. Not at all. Until Jesus had to conduct that interview. Love interview. Peter, I love you, but do you love me? And until you love me, I will not commit what is dear to me to you. It was said of Solomon, 1 Kings chapter 3, and Solomon loved the Lord. What was the indicator? He sacrificed. An unprecedented amount of sacrificial item. 1,000 or so. Nobody had done that before. And Solomon loved the Lord. He went to that mountain to do the sacrifice. To show that he loved God. This guy inherited the throne almost on a silver platter. But you see, that revelation in the night that opened his destiny up for wisdom and for wealth would never have come until he had done that sacrificial the love offering. Yeah. Number three, if you love him, you will seek his interest first. Not just seeking his interest though. Every believer loves God to some extent. But is God the first consideration? Matthew 6.33 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. He didn't say bring me everything. I know you bring in some things but I want the first. Your first attention. First attention. First attention. First consideration. Is God the first consideration in your life? When it has to do with God, I will give God my first. Number four, if you love him, you will defend, you will protect, and you will fight for his interest. David is our case. David, David, David. He said, I will not destroy the lost anointed. First Samuel 26. What is ordained for God? I won't destroy it. The Lord's anointed is not only persons. The Lord's anointed are things dedicated for God. The chapel. The items in the chapel. Everything that is used to glorify God or to, to, to reveal God. They are anointed of God. Everything here in this chapel that we use must be protected. Must be defended. Must be thoughtful. Amen. These are principles. Number five. If you love God, you will love His house. You will love going to church. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you love going to parties. You love going to funerals. You love going to weddings. You love to go to everywhere. Why can't you? 
Once again, David is our case. Psalm 122. He says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of God. I love the house of God. Amen. The secrets of his heart are not given in a hurry. You've got to prove your love for him. Then he can entrust you with them. Now, you have been charged to go and discharge. For counseling, fellowship, or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call now on the following hotlines. 0249-03-9193 or 0274-810065. Beloved, you have been listening to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Afrik Ahali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. Faith comes by hearing and hearing again. We encourage you to get the full edition of this message and other series by Reverend Afrik from ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, near the Dansuman Kipit Park. We welcome you to our following services. Sunday service at 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. for the first service and 10 a.m. to 12 noon for the second service. Our Wednesday services are from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. For further information, contact us on 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Possibility, a city set on a hill, your church in Dalsuman, where God makes every worshiper a possibility. God richly bless you. Welcome to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Africa Hali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. This message of faith is life transforming, anointed to help you discover your right positioning and mission in God's kingdom. It will help you break from past negative perceptions and empower you lead an overcoming life. Now, receive Reverend Africa. Over the past few weeks, we've been handling the teaching series on wisdom. The broad topic has been the foundation for godly wisdom. Amen. Wisdom, we are told, is the principal thing. I was hoping that I will end the series today. But matters have arisen. Amen. So today the subtitle is Foundation for Wisdom, Matters Arising. And it is so to, to, to clarify certain elements of the New Testament. As I raise them, Last week, we are talking about foundation for wisdom. And last week, I was talking about the love factor. And uh, the emphasis 
has to be the believer's love for God. And I'm sure many of you heard it for the first time. And in so doing, I started raising the issue of grace. Amen. We are told in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 that the godly wisdom is only reserved for believers who love God. In this series, the new concepts that have emerged are that we have a destiny store. Verse 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, God has prepared things for those who love him. So, Yes, you have a destiny store. In fact, you have a provision store. Very, very important. And this store is assessed by two major channels. Sight and sound. Write them down. Sight and sound. He said, what eyes have not seen? What ears have not heard? In order for it to enter the heart of man. is what God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. And so that's the place of the provision store. Your heart is that provision store. And then in the course of the teaching, we realize that if there is a destiny store, there must be a search engine. And as you move to verse 10 of the same chapter, it says, God has revealed them to us by his spirit. And the work of the spirit is to search all things. Even the deep things of God. Have you seen that? So that's the search engine of your destiny store. And then verse 11 of the same chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, no man knows what is for man except the spirit of man. And no one knows what pertains to God except the spirit of God. Amen. And we establish that both spirits, the human spirit and the Holy Spirit, are search engines. I'm excited about this discovery. It will change your prayer life. How is this search engine applied? That's what Romans 8, 26, 27 tells us. It says, we want to pray. But we have an infirmity. We have a weakness. We have a limitation. We don't know how to pray effectively. However, the Spirit himself makes intercession for us 
with groanings which cannot be uttered. And look at verse 27. And it says, the spirit who searches the hearts. Have you seen the heart? That's the destiny story. The spirit who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit because he makes insertion for the saints according to the will of God. The will of God is the same as the mind of God. And so putting them together, this is the conclusion of the matter. Every human came as a destiny child. And there's a destiny store. God has pre-finance your life from A to Z. Jeremiah chapter 1, 4 and 5 says that even in my mother's womb, God has programmed me and released me. That's who you are. Amen? So you have a destiny store. And this destiny store is assessed by revelation. Your destiny store, which is your provision store for life, is given access to by your spiritual sight and sound. The same way the store is repleted or furnished is the same way it is assessed by your eyes and ears. What you see spiritually has been there for you. It's what is stuffed inside. And to take delivery of, of them, the same channel. Sight and sound. Amen. Now hear this. That you cannot see it doesn't mean it is not there. So it is available and what is available is obtainable. And it is obtainable by revelation. That is the New Testament way. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 and 18. The prayer of Apostle Paul for the saint is that the eyes that God will grant you a certain governing spirit called the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ to enable your eyes to see what is there for you. And when you see it, you possess it. When you know it, you step into it. That's how it is. Say amen. And now listen to me. So for me, the discovery is that for the New Testament believer, your greatest quest must be the search for wisdom. The search for discovery. Where wisdom in this context means that which is available but you cannot physically see it until your eyes open to them. Amen. 
Another major discovery in this series is the fact that this revelation, the outcome of the search, is conditioned on love. Not the love of God for us, but our love for him. Very important. And last week we established this. Hear this. We established that although God loves us equally, unconditionally, you and I know we don't love him equally. Amen. So we made a distinction between the love of God and the love of the believer. Many of us have assumed that once God loves us, it is amounting to we loving God. Not so. Not so. And that is where many of us Christians are stuck. He loves us, but we must love him back. He sought for us. We must in turn seek him. Voice of Possibility will be back soon. We hope you are being blessed by this message. For counseling or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call after this broadcast on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-8100. Six, five. Welcome back to Voice of Possibility. We must intend seeking. And I gave you broad indicators. And they sum up in the question that lawyer came to Jesus to ask in the gospel. What is the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, well, the greatest commandment is love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your body. And in fact, the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And this is a summation of all the commandments. Love is a principality. Amen? And so, love God is a command for activity. Amen. In fact, even God's love for us, which is unconditional, was activity-based. He did something for us to know he loves us. Hello? He gave. Giving is an activity of love. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. The love was not assumed. It was demonstrated. In the same way, if you claim you love God, if you claim you love Jesus, you must demonstrate that love. Amen. So this is the point. He says, 
in order for the destiny store, in order for the wisdom bank to be open to whomsoever, this person must love God. This love is activity based. Amen? Hebrews 16. He said, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor is the same thing. In case you don't understand work, labor is the same thing. God will not forget. God is not unjust to forget your work of love, your labor of love, as you have shown demonstrated one to his name and secondly you've been ministering to the saints as you continue to do have you seen that so love for god is activity based what are you doing to demonstrate that you love god you must do something and that's where many of us fall short. God loves us. And if he loves us, he will do stuff for us. No so, no so, no so at all. It is wrong. Amen. Have you got it? Very, very important. And that's the point I want to stress. Now today, whilst we go forward, I am emphasizing love activity as a precondition to you assessing the wisdom bank of God. Amen. Matters arising. Amen. So grace saves us. But without faith, we would not have been saved. He said, grace, through faith. Grace, through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. We are saved by grace, through faith. The two worked hand in hand. To save us. And we establish that these are means to the ultimate end called salvation. Say amen. Quickly, let me explain a relationship between faith, grace, and love. Amen. The difference between the believer and God Almighty is the difference between grace and faith. I will explain. The difference between God Almighty and believers is the difference between grace and faith. In respect of our salvation. And this is it. 
still extracting from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Grace is God reaching out to us. Faith is the believer reaching out to take from God. That's the difference. Both are activity. After the believer has received salvation offered by grace through his faith, the believer must continue to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Four times in the Bible. Habakkuk 2.4 Romans 1.17 Galatians 3.11 and then Hebrews 10.38 Four times! To show us that beyond being saved you must live by faith. What does it mean to live by faith? It is to function by faith. The believer's faith towards God is love-driven. Your faith is driven by love. I'm not coming home to the precondition of the believer's love. Galatians 5 says, Sir, faith is driven by love. Faith works by love. And he's talking about the believer. The believer's love drives the believer's faith. Amen. Many of us, our love for God is conditioned on the weather. Your love activity is affected by bad weather. Social environment, the climate, Affect your love. And once your love is affected, your faith is affected. Your activity of faith is affected. You no longer pray. You no longer fast. You don't live holy anymore. You live anyhow. When your love is affected, your Christianity is affected. That's the truth. And so, this is the scripture. Galatians 5 C says, your faith is driven by your love. Both are activities. Amen. So, what is this faith activity? Let's look at a test in Hebrews 11 and 6. You've got to do something. Don't sit there and be shouting grace, grace, grace. Without activity. Grace is not for the lazy. I said grace is not for the lazy. Go and ask Apostle Paul. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. He said, I am a product of grace. And this grace bestowed upon me, I did not frustrate it. Because I work. I work. I labor. More than them all. 
So the question we are addressing is how to assess the wisdom bank. And the condition is the believer's love activity. This love is connected to our faith. In actual fact, it is this love that drives our faith activity. I'll be able to know your love for God per your faith activity. What is faith, therefore? Hebrews 11.6. He said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. And that is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Let me explain. Two or three things here. First, without faith, you cannot please God. Number two, there are those who come, they believe God day, God is alive, God exists, and that's all. You don't need any reward from him. Whereas, the third group, they seek God. How many times do you want God to seek you? He sought you and found you. Born again is only once. But you, the believer, must demonstrate your love by pursuing him. And I can assure you, by Hebrews 6.10, your labor, your work of love, your activity of love will be rewarded greatly. God will not forget it. God will not forget it. Now, you have been charged to go and discharge. For counseling, fellowship, or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call now on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Beloved, you have been listening to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Afrik Ahali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. Faith comes by hearing and hearing again. We encourage you to get the full edition of this message and other series by Reverend Afrik from ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, near the Dansuman Kipit Park. We welcome you to our following services. Sunday service at 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. for the first service and 10 a.m. to 12 noon for the second service. Our Wednesday services are from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. For further information, contact us on 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Possibility. A city set on a hill, your church in Dunsuman, where God makes every worshiper a possibility. God richly bless you.